Hello and welcome to the Dinosaur Man News and Reviews. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. Home of the Whopper. What are we? Yeah. Whopper podcast? Nope. No. The burger. Oh, okay. The burger, the Whopper. <laughs> Trademark. We're back. Yep. I did it. I was never away. Mm, it was for a little bit. Uh, I missed one week because you told me I had to. Mm, mainly because I told you I had to. Yeah, and I offered to do a solo one. You said, no, no. It'll be fine. They don't like us that much. <laughs> and then I did one on my own. It was lovely as well. I listened back to it. You it wasn't great. lovely. It was bad. Um, I've been dead. Mm, yeah. I got coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That happened. It's if, tr- you, if it turns out you actually did. I mean, it would require you to have do. left the house in the last three weeks. <laughs> I did at when? times. When have you met... When in the last three weeks have you been in contact with anyone who's been to mainland China in the last month? I need to know, have you been to mainland China within the last month? No, and neither has your doctor. Oh, okay then. Um, but I've got coronavirus and doctor has been solving your ails. It's slowly, yeah, yeah. I wanted him to look at my lagers, but he said no. I came back for the comedy content. Yeah, you know last week when I said it was good that he interrupted me. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I made it, it is better when it's just me. <laughs> I made it back. Yeah, you did. did. It. Um, but yeah, uh, coronavirus is not transferable via podcast. I looked into it before I recorded. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. They said this could be the first recorded case. We're going to infect Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why? Why Des Moines, Iowa? Des Moines, Iowa. My brain. As it as it is, want to do. Yep. So yeah, apologies for it, it being kind of lax the last couple of weeks, and obviously mm. this is late. Like we don't mean that to be. The is case. it late or is it early for next week? Who knows? We're going to release one next week. Who knows, guys? You are in the apex of what a podcast could be because we don't even know what's happening right now. In like, the, hang on, sorry. In the apex of what a podcast... In the apex legends okay. Okay. what a podcast break, could be. Break down that sentence for me because I don't think that made any sense. Okay. Apex. Is yeah. that the correct... That's the, that's the problem you've got, right? An ape what, what, is a no. type of monkey. Okay. X marks the spot. Okay. The monkey spot is here, guys. Well, we're peeking all over the podcast this week, Oh, yeah. We? Um... <laughs> Do That's explain- why I'm trying not to raise my voice too much because we, we're sort of. Do you explain this? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> what's the explanation? I think you just wanted to do it in a more relaxed environment. So we're we're sitting in comfy chairs and we're holding the microphones in front of our face instead of having them on the table. It's very. I think interesting. This, should this be the way we do it from now on? I li- I like this. It's good. They're like- heavy though, aren't they? Well, I've got mine resting on my little belly. Ah, well, that's smart of you. You got no belly, that's the problem. Well, I got some belly. You're a handsome man. <laughs> I'm okay. Have anyone like, ever wondered whether I'm like Alex a, is a I'm handsome like a man? Solid two, I would say. <laughs> well, I look like a number two. <laughs> what does that mean? Like a poo. Oh. God. My... I thought you meant like the number two, and I was like, "You're not shaped that way." I've got a crooked back. To be fair, for a while I had a crooked back. While I've been off, I also had a broken back. All right. Andy pulled his back out by yawning. No, I injured my back. Then I yawned. To be fair, the first time I did it, I picked up a washing basket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First time he's done that in a month. Am I right, guys? Um, wh- yeah. Can I talk very briefly about the fact that just before we go on, yeah. I did listen to a sidecast earlier today. I went back to listen to it. It ain't good. I think we should delete those from the feed, which means that we're not Can you 300 do that? episodes. How are you going to manage to do this now? Because you're trying to take a drink. You've got, you're doing it one handed and you're unscrewing a cap. This is going to be, I mean, you can move, the beauty of the mics being here is you can move that away so that they don't have to listen to you drink. I realised that afterwards. Okay. But I was already drinking. What I would say about Andy is that he doesn't particularly, you know, he doesn't adapt to new situations very quickly. Um... News and no, reviews. No, he said, don't punch the microphone. Just did it again. For God's sake. Uh, we're going to get used to this. Right? Maybe this is the new vibe. I feel like... It's too it's, relaxed, I it's think. Free form, it's freeform it's podcasting. Like <laughs> it's like There's jazz. It's like jazz. a lot of notes. Um, okay. But yeah, we I've are... I've got a lot of notes for you. <laughs> Mainly, quit the podcast. <laughs> I tried when I got coronavirus, but mm. it just won't kill me. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to send you to Newcastle Infirmary or whatever it is. News and reviews. Yes. Um, where we talk news and reviews. Um, what are we reviewing today? There's a whole lot. Uh, so we're reviewing... I mean, look, I did a little breakdown last week, but I'll maybe re-go over them and remind you of some of the stuff as well. Uh, but primarily this week we're going to be reviewing Parasite. We're also going to be reviewing The Lighthouse. Um, I'll re I'll, I'll touch back on uh, Richard Jewell and Waves as well, which Outrageous. I did last week quickly. Uh, Waves is probably no longer in cinemas, so I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> uh, uh, worth doing. Um, I forgot something. Yeah, I don't want your future. I've got something for. Yeah, we'll does it talk fit some there or stuff. does it not fit there? I don't know. Anyway, cool. That's it. Podcast Sorry. over. <laughs> I mean, I was there thinking, now Sorry. I've got two people on the podcast again, someone will pick up the dead air when I finish the yeah, sentence. Yeah, but the problem was that mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to burp and okay. felt that was more uh, you're, So you're fine dangerous. drinking into the mic, but you're not fine expelling well, gas Well, you told me off for drinking. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have any gaming so. news this week, or should we just yep. skip to normal news? Okay. <laughs> I didn't do a song Sorry, though. I didn't realise I'm messing with the template. I've okay. gone, gone freeform. Uh, Ninja's management firm is actively seeking to diversify its talent pool. Great stuff. Go. He's also news. got a character in Fortnite now. No, that's not anymore. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, we got rid of it. It's Shroud. <laughs> Shall we talk some movie news? Because we also missed a whole his, lot. His um, thing is his deal with, uh, what's it called? Mixer? Yeah. It's worth $30 million. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Yeah, too much. Uh, yeah, let's do some news. Uh, what I'll say is we would have covered the Oscar stuff, but let's just leave that till next week. Yeah, yeah. We're we'll, doing an Oscar special as we normally do. We'll be back for it, guys. I mean, the word special was invented for better things than <laughs> our Oscars podcast. Uh, I got some more outlandish theories, The thing guys. is, I listened to last year's one, just as a recap to sort of remind myself of what the format is. It lasts so long before the ceremony, and then the actual ceremony <laughs> bit itself, when we talk about the winners and losers, that lasts very little amount of the time. Yes. This year, maybe we're going to turn off the... Um, no. You want the red carpet on. Of course we want the red carpet I on. I mean, you want us to fly to the red carpet. Hashtag red carpet, if you agree. Okay. Anyway, uh, so we'll move... We'll leave <laughs> the Oscars... Hashtag Oscars 2020, if you agree. Uh so we'll yeah we'll pick pick up all those hashtags won't we um so what was i gonna say i haven't deleted the instagram yet but that is on the the blog um anyway morbius 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 uh morbius had a trailer this well (laughs) okay (laughs) morbius had a trailer um maybe on the 14th of january Uh that cannot have been the last yeah no that is yeah yep okay (laughs) We missed a lot. Well, some of us missed some of it, and some of us missed all of it. Um, so Morbius had its first trailer. Yeah, um, they'd released a couple of promo shots, maybe, or something. Or they'd released the first shot, like, two days before. And then Morbius, the trailer, came out. Um, this is the Sony and Marvel yeah. vampire nonsense. Yeah, the thing is, it's... It looks fine. Like yep. it looks as good as Venom was. Um, what if it's better than Venom? It was? probably it probably will be because they're now linking this into Marvel by looks things, or we assume so because Michael Keaton appears at the end mm. um, and there's actually an image of Spider Man. Um, you would assume this is linking in, so you'd think if that's happening, then the the Marvel studios will be like, okay, we want to have more of an insight. I realize they can't stop them from doing this, but you'd also think probably. It, probably will mm. and it's almost like they're building this sinister six outside of the but the other good thing is that yeah. it's sam raimi's spider-man who's in the picture well which no means do you know that... what that picture is that's mm. sam raimi's spider-man suit in the ps4 spider-man game so you know what that means the sam raimi spider-mans are part of the mcu they are the first superhero films wow <laughs> what a twist um but yeah. yeah so that's coming out in june july I'll say Jill and Jill. I'll watch it for us, I suppose. I might see it. I'll see Venom 2 as well. It's I like, fine. <laughs> you're not seeing Venom 2. It's fine, guys. I got it. Okay. Um, Billy Eilish is doing the James Bond theme tune. How do you think that's going to sound? Well, hey, guys. It's me, Spoiler. <laughs> hey, Billy. Hey, 
See, like, I know that this obviously I'm isn't doing relevant. I'm a press tour for uh, my Grammys. So many Grammys. Well done, Billy. Six, six, five. She won the big four. I know that. I got. Well, you won the big four. I think four. I got five Grammys. Um, yeah, it's great to see you, Billy. Thank you for coming by. You're obviously, welcome. Um, we would have had you in sooner, but um, I don't know if you heard. I had coronavirus. Uh, well, I was very busy as well. Yeah. Ask me what I was doing. What were you doing? I was burying a friend. <laughs> Some people have been hailing me as the new queen of pop, but you should see me in a crown. I look ridiculous. Um, Hey, man, your eyes are so nice. They look like, not lakes, but um, more like ocean eyes. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, No, that's Bazzy. What I love, Billy, is that you're able to turn your own songs into puns. Um... Obviously, hey, you're making me out to be a bad guy. <laughs> we would have had you in sooner. Yeah, um, I was here last week, but you still—it was just Alex on his own. You're like, I can't be in there. No, um, he acknowledged you, me. He just didn't speak. How did you get the bond kick? Um, they phoned up my agent and said, "Would you like, like to, to do bond? it?" And I said, "I love the James Bonds." Uh, fun fact for you, Billy. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> um, so you were four years old when the first Daniel Craig Bond movie came out. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I remember seeing it when I was in first grade, maybe. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. Great. So what's your song going to be like, Billy? Oh, it's going to be about not having enough Time to die, I think. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good spy. We've done it. <laughs> Billy, get your agent on the phone. We need to speak to them. Clive, is it you? Yeah, this guy wants <laughs> to speak to you. Hi, is that Clive? Yes. <laughs> oh, you also played Maximus Desmond's <laughs> Father, do um, woman who plays music. Um, Am I her dad as well? I don't know. What, what's, what's that, Billy? You've got to go. Sorry, guys. Yeah, but I can stay, though. Oh, no. I've not got to go anywhere. Oh, she'd have to leave her phone behind. Ah, right. Never mind. Billy. I will, I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Um, we've got to go now. Hang up the phone, Billy. All right, pops. Or maybe not. See you later, Billy. Bye. See you, Billy. <laughs> Rude. Well, she didn't say goodbye to you because obviously you ignored her last week. So there we go. I oh. gave her a fun fact about her being four years old when Casino Royale <laughs> came out. A hot scoop there. Um, Which means that she was zero years old when Die Another Day came out. <laughs> she might have just been born. Wow. So yeah, everybody was waiting for us to get Billy on the podcast. They know that we're good friends. I don't think everyone was waiting for it. They were fearing it and we did it. <laughs> they know we're good friends with uh, her and... I think we're one of the few media outlets she speaks to on the reg. I know. Um, so we know that she it- left behind three of her Grammys. That's how little <laughs> Grammys mean. We're melting them down for gold. Also, um, sorry, just just for your information, at the um, at the screening of Parasite last night, yeah, there was someone in the audience who said that Parasite had just won two Grammys last night, <laughs> and I was like, mm, did they? Did. Um, so, other news. Um, yeah, so hopefully you got all your hot scoops for your Bond heads out there. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Disney drops the Fox name from the Fox properties going forward. Owen Wilson is in Loki. Thank you. Um, Who's he playing? <clears throat> it's this kind of level of reporting. Nobody knows. Are we sure? People have probably guessed, but I didn't read the article. Okay. There were Super Bowl trailers. Yep. Um, Maverick, oh, fanta- uh, Sonic. <laughs> I was going to call it Fantastic oh, Nine. F Nine, the Fast Saga. <laughs> Fantastic Nine had a trailer. Yeah, so F Nine, the Fast Saga, I think it is called. Um, the best thing about it is that apparently Vin Diesel and John Cena are brothers. Yeah, I mean that makes more sense no, than saying uh, it makes more sense than if Ludacris turned out to be his brother after all these well, years. The thing is, which is the more unlikely? Of course, he pairing? is his brother, kind of. John Cena and Vin Diesel, 
or Luke Evans and Jason Statham. That one's more unlikely. Luke Evans, Jason Statham. And both being the sons of Helen Mirren. Yeah, that's the worst thing about it. And also both having sex with Charlize Theron in the movie. No, I don't know if they did. Or was that Vin Diesel in the last one? I don't know if anyone did. I thought he betrayed his family. He did. She kissed him. But ah, okay. That's you've what only seen the trailer. That's the. I just presume that led to full-on sex. <laughs> I don't know what those movies are about, other than great, not like, driving cars. So I watched this trailer while you were in the room. You were doing something else. Um, I was in the room. I was watching it. No, no. The first time I watched it oh, on yeah. my phone, and I was watching it, and all I kept saying was, "Oh wow! Oh, 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 oh wow!" But you love these movies, so um, it's fine. I. Subscribe to a hashtag um, from Universal Studios, so you get alerted every time. I'm going to get bonus content between now and the release of the film. I don't know if that's necessarily something you need. I don't think it is, but it said, "Hey, Andy, you can stop this at any time." Didn't you do this with another movie? I did it with Jurassic World as well. Jurassic World uh, or okay. Jurassic World: The Lost Kingdom or whatever the second one's Fallen called. Kingdom. Um, but no, it's basically by looks of things, Charlize Theron's back, and now it's brother versus brother. Because what's more dangerous than family? Family you didn't know about. Yeah, and of course, not all blood is family. No, but all family is blood. Not necessarily. I told you this. No, all family is blood. Mm. Yeah, you're my family. You're my brother. Yeah, and I bleed on you every <laughs> night. What? Well, you sleep. What? You know, you wake up and you taste copper in your mouth. That's what that is. Oh, I thought that was the coronavirus. Pray to God I don't have coronavirus. Um, Otherwise, you've got coronavirus and an STI. <laughs> I didn't want to come back. Well, um, but yeah, it looks fine. Like it's, I mean, like, we are recording this from your hospital room. It doesn't look as fun as the last ones, but I know that it, it probably will. No, because I think this one's like a little bit more, too ridiculous. They have a magnet playing. Yeah, they have the magnet plane. They, uh, have him... they can fly now. <laughs> Thanks, John Boyega. They um, can fly now. Oh, no, it's they fly now, of course. But yeah. Magnet plane, um, using a bridge like rope, a rope bridge to... to swing around and hit, I mean. A rocket car. I'll be honest with you. I want to know who their physics expert is. Yes, yeah, it was me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do it. It might have been me. I got an E in physics, but um, that's because I didn't do any coursework. Sorry, Mr. Richards. <laughs> Take that, Mr. Richards. Yeah, really all these years later, I think you knew that that it was wasted potential, but at the same time, like I was never going to become a physicist. Um, yeah, it's fine. Like okay. I had, I had fun with them all, pretty much. Yeah, um, and I do like the fact that they are just outlandish action, and there's there's no real sense there. There's no real law of how they work. I'm very interested to know how it works without the Rock, because I think he became a really integral part to that franchise mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be interesting I like John Cena I, I, feel, I think he's very personable Like I think he was good in stuff like say Bumblebee um, and I'm interested to know if he can pick up that mantle because it's quite a big hole that's been left yeah sure um, what other Super Bowl trailers were there? Uh, there was also um, a shorter version of that trailer for Fast yes. and Furious there was the Sonic trailer there was the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yeah, they did a sort of 30-second compilation of bits from Winter Soldier and Falcon. uh, WandaVision. WandaVision and... And a line from Loki by the looks of things. Yeah, a little shot of Loki doing a Loki thing. He's like, I've got to burn this whole place down. Mm. Um, Which they stole from from Harold and Kumar, Kumar. as we all know. So that's not great. (laughs) But maybe that's what he does. Maybe he crops up in other films. (laughs) And he works alongside Pookie in uh, the... He faces Neil Patrick Harris's character. Oh, God, what was it called? can't remember what it was called. Anyway, it wasn't a white castle, and that's the important thing. Anyway. Anyway. Any, what do you any think? Any more news? Like, nah, that's probably it. BAFTA's happened, right, and we'll report on that when of, it comes to Oscar stuff. There's a load of stuff week. we've missed out. Like, no, there isn't. And people are going to be like, all oh, the news. Why are you not talking about this? And the reason is because we can't be bothered. Well, no, it's because it, it welcome, was... Welcome to... Look, none the of the stuff we've discussed today is technically man. news. It is old. Can't be bothered, cast. Oh, for goodness sake. I didn't realise you were going to be like this all episode. <laughs> okay. People thought I was gone. Shall we move on? And they keep going, Andy, are you back? And I'm like, no, I might give it a miss. Okay. Also, Edge came back to WWE. <laughs> is that something that is news? It's the 
time when so that happened and you yeah. said to me but the next morning you're like oh yeah I woke up at like four or five in the morning I couldn't go back to sleep yep. so I ended up watching a compilation of wrestlers returning and I was like mm-hmm. you don't even like wrestling no I know but I've also seen that compilation before mm. and it's the one where Is Ultimate the, Warrior the comes, comes running to the ring and it takes him fucking ages it's a long run um yeah, so Edge came back, and obviously yeah. that's great. I don't know if it is great. He broke his neck, and it is kind Again. of no, no, no. As in, <laughs> as in, that's the reason that he he had to retire, yeah, yeah, and now that. he's now he's back again. He came in, he speared a couple of people. Yeah, and then he got speared himself. I think. Oh no! And then they get thrown out the ring by uh, Randall Orton. Oh no! That might not be true. Um, uh, Randy Orton versus Edge. Great matchup on WWE SmackDown versus Raw featuring ECW 2008, <laughs> maybe. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I don't want your... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, what was that? You went, you I don't want your future. Uh, I don't want your future. I don't want your future, Jack Sparrow. Is it supposed to be Scottish anymore or not? That was whatever it was. Okay. Um... Our good friend Rory Spencer, Scottish Scottish expert, will tell us Mm -hmm. that was spot on. Yep, he will. He will, absolutely. Um, Oh, the Studio Ghibli films are on Netflix. So they're coming on in droves, basically. So you've got one uh, one set has been released on the 1st of Feb. Then then it's 1st of March, then 1st of April. I think it's like Mm -hmm. seven or eight at a time. Uh, I'm going to watch them all. But one, I think, and I can't remember what the one is that they're omitting. I don't know. Hopefully it's not a good one. Uh, it's the one that's called Netflix is a fucking joke. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to watch more. Okay. And then I'm going to do a regular segment mm-hmm. called... Um, okay, here's your homework. Porco Rosso by next week. I'll call it, what, Giblets for Ghibli. <laughs> okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. <laughs> what, what what can I call it? It doesn't need to be a section. Oh, my hand got hurting. Your hand got hurting. It's the heavy mics. Yeah. Your hand got hurting. Yes. Got hurting. Got hurting. It got a little hurt in it. So, I don't want your future. Uh, have you got anything for this? Or i got so much for this. Okay, go like, for all it. All I've done is just watch shit. All right. I want you to limit yourself to two lines. For each. Yeah. Give a brief summary of your feelings. I watched so, The Witcher. Okay. Finished it. Finished it. And? Really enjoyed it. Timeline is confusing as hell. Do you um, want a second series? Yes, because I really like Henry Cavill. Okay. Um, I think he's really great. And I think the... Remember not to shout too much. I think the woman who played... <laughs> it's only because I can hear it screaming in my headphones. Um, the woman who played Yennefer, I think mm-hmm. she's a really good foil for him as well. Mm-hmm. It leaves in a place that basically says to me, oh, I know that certain characters are going to come back that you're saying might sure. not. But there's a lot of interest in there. Okay. Um, well, uh, can you give it a I don't want your future rating of not wanting it and your future your future okay because <laughs> I mentioned your future is good <laughs> I, I guess so yeah moving on next Ford versus Ferrari okay you said I'd never watch it and I said I'd watch it yeah I watched it because you said I never would um, I think you watched it because you've been you've been <laughs> incapacitated so you've had to watch films otherwise what else are you going to do other than ponder your mortality I think I enjoyed this a lot more than you did correct um, the reason is that I think it's because I had no idea about the outcome of anything uh-huh. so I didn't know the story I didn't know anything like that I didn't know the outcome all I knew was that there's something to do with Le Mans okay um, and I think basically because of that it made the story a lot more interesting to me a lot more engaging mm-hmm. um, including the ending that obviously you knew which I mm. imagine is quite a famous thing um, to have happened but for me, that was all a big surprise. I think the performances are great, um, especially from your leads. I, I really like Matt Damon in this. I really like Christian Bale. Um, I think at times it's ponderous, mm-hmm. um, and that's fair to say. And a lot of the time it is just, wow, isn't this car fast? Um, and I think, you know, it is based on a true story, but there are times where you're like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. You know, it does seem kind of like methodical, but I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Um, your future. <laughs> that was more than two lines. Uh, <laughs> next. Watched, uh, watched The Irishman. Okay, two lines. Um, first you, line. First line. You said I wasn't going to enjoy this at all. Second line. I did enjoy it. <laughs> okay, your verdict? <laughs> your future. I think it, the big problem with The Irishman is it's too long. And it's basically when it's doing when it's doing what it's supposed to do and when it's doing it well, it is fantastic. 
Like, it is really good. But any time it drops below that level, it is boring and ponderous. Um, but it's still a good film. If you want, if you want that kind of film, if you don't, then you're going to hate it because it is long. It is very heavy. Um, and I paused it at one point to go Lou, and I was there like, I'm good, like probably half, almost three quarters away through. I was an hour in. I had two and a half hours left, mm-hmm. and that genuinely is deflating when you realise that. Um, but th- there is a good film in there, so like, because I still liked it, but it is, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> okay, but you said your future, so yeah, you're yeah. sticking to that. Uh, any others? What else did I watch? What should I guess while I was off? Um... You do one of yours, and I'll see if I can remember. I mean, I've only really got one. Um, what did Jack do? Is the short film by David Lynch that's just come on to Netflix uh, last week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, originally made in, I think, twenty seventeen, and then only released now. Um, I mean, what I'll say now is it's very David Lynch, and if you like David Lynch, love him. Then mm, you don't. Uh, <laughs> you will hate this. I guarantee it, so do not watch it. Uh, (laughs) I would say, for anyone who is a big Lynch fan, it's worth watching. Uh, It is David Lynch interrogating the monkey. Worse than Twin Peaks. I saw this. You watched the whole thing? No, but I saw it and I was like, oh, there's a man talking to a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's not for you. But I would say your future. (laughs) uh, Sorry, my future, I don't want your... (laughs) For you, <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else. I, I've probably watched something else. Um, I feel I watched something again that like, I've seen a million. No, I probably watched like Welcome to the Jungle or something. Mm-hmm. No, How does that stand up? Great, I watch it every year. You know this. It doesn't stand up. I don't think. You know, I watch this. Every, it's my, it's my version. Of, I was going to say it's my rat race, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Your rat race is watch it forty times a year. Yeah. Um, but no, it's my it's the film I watch every single year. So that's Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, that. and it's that's great. a would would recommend. Yeah. Um, no, I can't think of anything. I've probably seen something. It's fine. Let's just know. move on. Let's do the proper reviews. I, I watched Super Bowl. That was a good game. Yeah, it was. There fun. you go. Su- I recommend Super Bowl. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It was a good game. It was a tight game. The Niners blew it. It was always going to happen. The NFL's against the Niners. Roger Goodell's a piece of shit. I've watched so much football. Uh, yeah, you have. All of the football. Too much, I'd argue. Nah, I don't. To the point where I have to leave the room mm. sometimes when there's football on because I cannot take it. Stop being so much football. That's my that's my big thing. Well, the answer is you don't have to watch it all. Mm, I kind of You do. absolutely don't have to watch oh, it all. It's in the contract. You don't have a horse in Burnley versus Watford. <laughs> I did. I want the boat to lose. Yeah, okay. But you don't need to watch it. You just need to know the result. Um, just you know, guys, I'm currently missing Newcastle versus Oxford. <laughs> that, is that, that why you wanted to keep it tight today? Is this why you wanted to keep it tight? Because I'll tell you now, we are half an hour in. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Feels thought, like much longer. Yeah, I thought we'd been talking for ages. Mm. It's probably oh. stopped and gone back to the beginning a few times. <laughs> Got bored of us. Uh, okay, that's it. It doesn't else? matter. You haven't watched anything else, clearly. I think I started to watch something. Okay. Uh, then then my tablet broke. Well, I noticed that sex education has been added to our list on Netflix. No, that was added on season one because my brother told me apparently it's really good. Okay. Um, And I never watched it on right. season one. And now you feel like it's two seasons down. You can't maybe catch I'll, up. Maybe I'll start. but I absolutely will not. Um, For those who are... Who I've been wa- re-watching The Wire, guys. It's still <laughs> real good. <laughs> and for those who are wondering... I didn't get any further in the Mandalorian and all the Watchmen series. I'm still on episode four of both. So do you not want to watch it more? No, no, I really do. I was really enjoying it. What's just... better, Mandalorian or Witcher? Uh, ooh, that was... T- I was going to say Mandalorian or Watchmen. No, because um, I know the answer to that. Yeah, because it's Mandalorian. It's Mandalorian. Watchmen's very dense. Um, probably Mandalorian because it's it's filmed in a more aesthetically and that's just in four episodes. coherent way. Unlucky Witcher. Like it, the, the timeline of Mandalorian follows on, and like the Witcher, okay. where suddenly you're nine years in the past, and you're like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, don't watch David Lynch stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, moving on. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Real reviews, proper reviews, good reviews. Reform. 
do not like that. Uh, so, um, what should we... S- Which Ghibli film did you say I need to watch? Poco? Uh, I want Poco-yo. you to watch Poco. Paw Patrol. <laughs> I want you to watch Porco Rosso by next week. Porco Rosso. I okay. won't write it down. You'll tell me later. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Don't need to do it. Hang on. We've got a busy week next week anyway. Giblets for Ghibli. Yeah, okay. Um, in fact, this is what I'll do at this point. is uh, So, the weekend just gone, uh, 31st of uh, January. Yeah. Saw the release of a few films that we've talked about previously on the podcast, but I'll just touch, up, uh, touch on them again at this point. So Richard Jewell came out, which I reviewed last week in a very short episode, horrible episode. Um, you did... Uh, can I just point out now? Mm-hmm. In all serious, you did very well there. Oof, like, it's... I don't like I listened you complimenting me. And actually, never, never be sincere with me. Actually, like, because I was really bad, like, the last couple of weeks. Um, and, like, Last week you were like, oh, I'll put something out. And I listened back to it. And you were like, don't, it's terrible. But actually you did a very good job of handling something that is very hard to do when you're just talking to a mic on I, your own. I can cut him loose. I knew that he was the fucking ballast <laughs> around my neck. Um, a Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood came out last week. Um, and out of all of the big releases last week, that is the one that I would implore people to go and mm-hmm. see. Um, because, as I said on the podcast when I saw it last year... That is a film that is completely uncynical to a fault, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but you forgive it its for you forgive it its flaws because it's made with such a big heart, and it's just nice to see a film that isn't driven by cynicism. Yes. Um, so yes, it's button pushy. Yes, it feels like it's very much dramatized for the added, you know, uh, mm-hmm. added weight that brings, but it feels like it's a film that is completely necessary at this point in time. So that's good. Uh, Queen and Slim also came out last <laughs> week. Uh, Do not you have so, to talk about that? Not so hot on that, but it's been getting pretty good buzz yeah, from enjoy a, a lot of audiences. So, you know, it, it, it may well be that it hits with you. And like we said on the podcast when we did review it, it may just be that we've completely missed the boat on that one. Maybe we just didn't get the point of it. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um... And that's it from last week. Yes, because one of the big releases last uh, Friday is one that I'm just about to speak to uh, so speak obviously about now. Richard Jewell, you spoke about last week. Yeah, I didn't like it. You weren't a fan. It's a it's a weird old film because there's good stuff in there, but there's not enough good stuff to make me feel like this is a positive experience overall. I, I think like Paul Walter Hauser is very good. I think it's a good performance. I don't get the Kathy Bates thing because I don't. I mean, I'm someone who is mm-hmm. mentally switched on to cry at things that are supposed to make me cry and that scene is supposed to make me cry and it didn't do it and it didn't make me cry I cried Mm -hmm. more in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood just from like the opening (laughs) credits I I was did I tell you this I cried from the opening minute of A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood and I don't think I stopped crying I I fucking love that film Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, is that the documentary or is that the film? Like, the documentary's on Netflix. I Won't don't know if you, you Be spoke... My Neighbor is on Netflix Because we now. spoke about that before, yeah? Yeah, so that is a documentary that came out in 2018. That... As is Uncut Gems. Yeah, ah, shit, yes. I knew there was another thing. Uncut Gems is now on Netflix. Uncut Gems, for me, I think is the best film of the year. Um, I love it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think I've still recovered from it. And... I had a very interesting conversation with my brother about it this weekend. I'm going to watch that soon. After Oscars, I'll watch Uncut Gems because okay. I'm going to watch some more Oscar films first. Okay. I've almost done. You've seen all, all but one pictures. of the Best Picture nominees, and I've now seen all of them. So. Um, but the, the reason I started giggling is because I realised mm. how. When I said this is like freeform podcasting, yeah, this review section has been all over the place. Yeah, it's not great. Is <laughs> like it? it's been everywhere. Like you know how we've we been recording for twenty eight minutes previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now an hour and forty. What? <laughs> of course, it's not that. <laughs> That's not a believable lie. That's why I said one hour and forty. <laughs> it's my coronavirus. It's out of my sensibilities. Um, okay. So Paul Blart, more cop. Paul Blart, <laughs> what? bomb cop. Paul Hauser finds a bomb cop Richard Jewell. Oh Christ. Can we call this episode Bomb Cop? Can we call this episode Paul Blart Bomb Cop? 
And do you think anyone would listen to it, not knowing what the film's review are? All right, I'll subtitle it, Paul Blart. Uh, so I'll, I'll put um, the also, actual reviews on the thing, and then I'll put brackets, Paul Blart, <laughs> Bombgarth. I might put that on every episode from now on. Um, uh, fuck me. I'm guessing it's still not a recommended. I actually did watch Paul Blart when I couldn't sleep the other night. It's still very bad. I'm guessing it's still not a recommend. Bomb cop. Who did I say was going to play? Um, who did I say was Kevin James was going to play someone in the biopic of their life? What? Who was that? Oh man! Oh Guy Fieri. <laughs> I think that is true. Oh yeah, a lot of driners, divings, and dry driners, drivings, and drines. Diners, drivings, and dives. Yeah, um, has been watched in this house. Uh, Not for bit. my choice. You you don't mind it because you like mocking him. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot man. He's not an idiot man. No, I was talking about you. <laughs> okay, I can't deny that. <laughs> um, so you also reviewed Waves, which was a recommend. Yeah, absolutely. It's the new film by Terry Edward Schultz, who brought out uh, They uh, Fuck My Life. They Come at Night. It Comes at Night. Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, it is very good. I think it's, uh, it's a film that, I think it just further cements the fact that he's clearly someone who's got a, I think, a, a very keen eye for how a film is put together aesthetically in the same way that Sean Baker does. Sean Baker? Sounds about right, doesn't it? Sean Barker, the former centre-back for Derby. Uh, yeah, if you will. I watched a lot of football, guys. Yep, we know. Including football from when Sean Barker was playing. Yeah, Sean Baker is who I'm thinking of. I uh, don't know why it took me so long. Um, anyway, yeah, so I think he's someone in the, in that mould who has a very clear idea of how he wants things to look aesthetically, and I think it really works in this film. I think uh, the performance by Taylor Russell is terrific, uh, absolutely terrific, and I don't mm -hmm. understand how it hasn't got a nomination, because that performance is better than most of the performances I've seen nominated in um, Best Supporting or even Best Lead Actress. But is Waves about society? In a way, yeah. Mm, but not kind of fully is. about society. No, not fully about society. But also Joker is not about gonna, anything. It's where you're going to lose Joker's out. not about anything and Joker is a trash film. We oh. both know this. Um, Look, I know that you've taken the position of it will win every award in every category, <laughs> since but I, you you don't want it to. Since I've been off, I rewatched Joker, guys, and I've that... reevaluated mm -hmm. my opinion. It's whew, it's a film. Uh huh. It blew me out of the water. It's a film about yeah. society. Reevaluated, re like yeah. Do you yeah. love it? Recommend recommend daily watches. How do you feel about the use of Gary Glitter in it? Still. Oh, Best like, decision oh, in the film, oh. artistically speaking. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Hot. Is it better used there or in Bedazzled? <laughs> Nothing's better than anything in Bedazzled. That is true. The, you know how his first wish is that he has a Big Mac and a Coke, but he doesn't get fries because he didn't ask for fries. And he also has to pay for the Big Mac <laughs> and Coke. Anyway, not a good film. Anyway, moving on. Um... So, let's do actual reviews. Fucking hell, we have wasted time. Yes, uh, gentlemen at the back in the, uh, I don't know, black polo shirt. Am I allowed to wee before we talk reviews? I mean, I guess. I just feel that we might get bogged down and talking about Parasite for a bit. Okay, so that's fine. Like, this way I don't wet myself. Did we say what we're going to review? We've no. just given away that we're going to review Parasite. Yeah, it's going to be... No, we definitely said it earlier. You'll be in the title of the podcast episode. Okay. Spoiler alert, Parasite next. Not next, I'll do Lighthouse. Okay, you go. Maybe I'll, do you want me to vamp? No, do what you want. Just don't stand on the cable too much because you might pull out your cord. Not your penis, don't worry. Anyway, guys, now that he's gone, let's just let's talk about him. Uh, so Andy's obviously been very unwell, and that's why I had to pick up the slack last week, although I would never call it picking up the slack when clearly he's such a vital contributor to this podcast. He did often say that he felt like he was becoming more and more of a host and less and less of a reviewer. But we know that that's not true. He's about to review Parasite with me. And I think I think you'll be surprised. He's got some pretty strong opinions about it. Um, next week, we'll be doing the Oscars podcast. And that will be, um, I guess, out on the Monday. So time will tell. I... If we can get something out on the Sunday as a news and reviews, we will. Uh, I think Underwater is out this week, and I don't know, something else? Birds of Prey? 
I think Andy will be seeing Birds of Prey. I'll do Underwater. I think we're both sort of um, taking that on. Oh, um, Doolittle. Doolittle is out on Friday properly, I believe. So I think we're both um, committed to go and see that as a potential contender for Car Crash of the Year. But, of course, it could be brilliant. We go into all these films with open minds, and I'm not afraid to say that sometimes I am pleasantly surprised, and sometimes I am unpleasantly surprised. And I'm hoping that Doolittle is going to be a case of I am pleasantly surprised, and Andy will also be pleasantly surprised. So, this is good. Um, Andy is back. And I've just been telling the audience what we're going to review next week. What's next week? Well, you're hopefully seeing Birds of Prey. Uh huh. I'm going to hopefully see Underwater, and we're hopefully both going to see Doolittle. You said you would for my birthday. So. We've we've bitten that one and taken that for the team. So Friday we will try and see. So I think we might get a review episode out before the Oscars one on the Monday. Anyway, guys, oh he's back. So many episodes. Well, not that many. You've not done one for three weeks. <laughs> Thank you for obliging me. That's all right. I hope hope your bladder is empty and your soul is full. Weird sentence. Uh, The Lighthouse. (laughs) Moving on. Could could have just talked about this while I was gone. I said I'd... No, because I want you to know what I think of the film. I know what you... I'll tell you at the end. Anyway, The Lighthouse. Mm Mm-hmm. The new film Such good flow You've I was doing so well While you were out of the room And you coming back Has actually ruined it I am better without you A hundred percent You're not um, the first And you won't be the last person To say that to me Robert Eggers The new film uh, So Robert Eggers Brought out The Witch In 2015 mm-hmm. um, Which don't say which um which really kind of i don't know it it it, prov- it proved to be a divisive film in terms of uh in terms of the horror community it's not necessarily out and out horror it's more of a sort of mood piece or a tone mm. poem or something like I that no our friend anthony from talking with you does not like that film yeah well i'm gonna tell you now anthony you're not gonna like the lighthouse either <laughs> um <laughs> I love The Lighthouse and I love The Witch. Um, so Robert Eggers and uh, his brother Max Eggers co-written this screenplay, directed by Robert Eggers, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe as two lighthouse keepers in sort of turn-of-the-century New England. I think it's a main... Yeah, I think it's just off the main uh, the main coastline of Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they arrive to tend the lighthouse and... Willem Dafoe is the sort of veteran lighthouse keeper and Robert Pattinson is his new apprentice, I suppose, his second, mm-hmm. who has been brought in to replace the previous one who um, seemingly went mad. And as soon as as soon as they arrive on this island where where they are isolated from the world it becomes quite clear that there are things afoot that aren't quite of this realm of reality. Um, Okay. Or are they? And that's the big question. Oh, no, it's another old Old man man and the gun. gun. (laughs) Is he a man or is he a gun? He's a man, but he doesn't have a gun, but maybe he does. Anyway... um, I remember how much you hated me speaking about that film because <laughs> you didn't understand why I was saying, is there a gun or isn't there a gun? But there definitely is a gun, but is it a gun? Um, anyway, so... <laughs> um, Robert Pattinson's character starts noticing some sort of strange things and, and starts questioning what they're doing there and whether there is something something in the lighthouse and particularly mm-hmm. within the lamp of the lighthouse that holds a power greater than he's comprehending. Um so this is a this is a really excellent film. However, I I'm going to say this with a caveat now. It's not for everyone and it is a if you, if it's not for you, I think it's just a tough watch to get through mm-hmm. because it's a film which fully embraces what it is trying to do and I think that's brilliant. I think if you are going to have a vision and you're going to have a voice, then you need to make sure that that is as clear as possible. And mm-hmm. Robert Eggers' vision and voice here is very clear. 
Um, I think the performances are terrific. I think um, Willem Dafoe particularly shines in this film. Um, Robert Pattinson's very fine as well, but I think Willem Dafoe is the real star of the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, language that feels like it is, you know, drawn from works of that era. It feels like it's sort of inspired by Melville, that it's inspired by Edgar Allan Poe, and I believe that this story was actually inspired by an Edgar Allan Poe yeah. uh, sort of offcut. Um, and there is there is more than a hint of Edgar Allan Poe and sort of H.P. Lovecraft. There is there is something that, that feels very um, mythic about this. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't really want to say too much more. Because, it looks striking from what I've seen. It looks hmm. very kind of. There's a lot of kind of wide-eyed, black and white kind of striking imagery. Sure, and it's it's filmed in a fairly unique ratio. So you've got a very it's it's a very boxed-in sort of film. So it's yeah. it's a squat film, a squat screen that you're watching it on, um, and it just goes to sort of highlight the claustrophobia and the sort of madness that sort of ensues. But it's a film that's about a bunch of different things, and I think you can take away from it whatever you want, mm-hmm. and you will you'll probably be right because you could see it as a commentary on sort of isolation. You could see it as a commentary on uh, masculinity. I mean, they are in a lighthouse, which obviously has a metaphorical connotation. It's, it's a lighthouse like- can look like a penis. Oh my god! Mm. Two men trapped mm. in a penis. Wow! So there is there is stuff in there that you know you can you can definitely come away from it thinking mm-hmm. I've got a very clear idea in my head of what I think that film is about, and it could be completely the the opposite of something someone else. But you know your reading of it is completely fine. Yes. Um, like I say, it's it's not a film for everyone. I would say that if you like The Witch, this is probably going to be up your alley. Um, I happen to love The Witch, and I think this is completely up my alley as a result. It's not a out-and-out horror film. It's I think it's been missold as a horror film, potentially. I think mm-hmm. the way to describe it would be a sort of psychological drama. Um, sometimes a comedy. Uh, again, if it's not your sort of film, you probably won't laugh <laughs> at any of it. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really fine follow up to 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 what was a very promising debut, and I think it just further cements the fact that I think Robert Eggers is someone who is going to be an important voice, but probably to a limited audience going yeah. forward. Um, it's another A twenty four release, and as far as I'm concerned, A twenty four do very little wrong. Um, I I really love this film, and it's yeah, it's a would recommend from me. With the caveat of, if you like The Witch, this is a would recommend. If you didn't like The Witch. Like, for example, I went with my brother, mm-hmm. and he said, it's one step too art house for me. <laughs> and I get what he means. And I, I completely understood it. And he said, it's not to say that he didn't like the film. He could appreciate the artistry that went into it, and he could appreciate the technical you know, uh, achievements there. But it just felt like it was too much of a step yeah over that line and he said would you be recommending this to andy and i said absolutely not i'm gonna actively recommend he doesn't watch this film because he will hate it and you know i was a bit trepidatious about you watching the irishman because i thought you were going to hate that and you actually came out with that with much more positive stuff than i thought you were going to and that was great this is not going to have that same effect this is very much a film where i've gone you are going to hate this film i think but maybe I'll surprise you. Remember how you hey man, thought I was going to hate High Rise? And I yeah. actively loved that mm. film. This is a harder film to like than High Rise, <laughs> I think. Um, I, so might yeah. ca- I might catch it before the end of the year, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's up for an Oscar um, yeah, for cinematography. Uh, I mean, it's got no chance. Roger Deakins is going to win that again. But I would say it's my it's my runner-up place for, for cinematography. Yeah. So I think it is brilliant cinematography here. Better or worse than Uncut Gems? Or you're just Ooh. not willing to compare that kind of I stuff? I mean, Uncut Gems is unfortunate that it's not been nominated for cinematography. Because I actually think the cinematography there is technically just as good as Roger Deakins' cinematography in... Um, 1917. 1917, because of some of the spaces they have to film, particularly in the jeweler shop. 
that is incredible that mm-hmm. they managed to do what they did there. But is it is it one of those things that it's too early to try and compare these kind of films? Look, I fucking love uncut gems, and we'll and we'll I look at it later. <laughs> I'm going to watch that film again when I've recovered. I still feel like I can't go back to it. I heard somebody else say that apparently um, it was on the Weekly Planet podcast. Yeah. Um, Nick Mason was saying he was watching it, and he got to a point where he just went. This film's going to demand more of me than I can give it at the moment. I'm going to have to come back to this. Yeah, yeah, it's not so. so uh, what I'd say is, first of all, the same applies for the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse benefits from the fact that it's not on Netflix at the mm-hmm. moment. Uh, also, if you're going to see the Lighthouse, I would recommend you see it in a cinema because I think that's the best way to experience it. Much as I believe that's the case with Uncut Gems as well. I appreciate the Uncut Gems people had mm-hmm. a very limited opportunity to do so. But both of those films are films that demand your full attention, I think. So don't enter into either of them. And to be fair, the next film that we're going to speak about, don't enter into any of them lightly without wanting to pay too much attention. Would recommend, with the caveat, do not go and see it if you didn't like The Witch because you're going to hate this McCormack. Or if you're me, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you've not seen The Witch? No. You wouldn't like The Witch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you might like The Witch. I don't know. Maybe you surprise me. If you catch it by the end of the year and you surprise me, that would be great. I'm a surprising little boy. Uh, let's talk about Parasite. Parasite. Didn't know it had its own theme tune? Yeah. Okay, that great. That was it. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Uh, Bong Joon-ho's new film, uh, uh, directed, co-written by Bong Joon-ho, and... Uh, obviously getting a huge amount of buzz going in towards award, into award season nominated for best mm. picture as well as best international picture and nominations for best uh, best original screenplay best one, director one best original screenplay at the BAFTAs I think uh, that may be correct I think it did I sh- basically I just saw an advert uh, before we started recording for Parasite and it said best winner of best original screenplay I'm sure um, at the BAFTAs I'm pretty think you're I correct. pretty think I'm right. Yeah. And best film not in the English language. I mean, mm. you'd hope so. Um, so, nominally the story about two families uh, on opposite sides of the wealth gap yes. um, in Korea. And it tells the story of how those two families become intertwined and feed off each other. Mm-hmm. Much like the parasite would do to a host. And CBC and also, made a film called of the, the Host, Host. <laughs> yeah, which it's a great I, film. I loved that film. Yeah, like it's it, that was one of the first um, foreign language films I remember watching. Yeah, and it's because it was always on Sky Cinema. Yeah, always um, really late at night, and I remember I became obsessed with that film for a while because mm-hmm. it just happened to always be on, and I was just obsessed with the creature. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then that's the only reason I really knew about mm. about. This guy. Well, that and Snowpiercer, I suppose. Yeah, which I only watched last year. Yeah. Um, so that's about as much of the. I mean. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's kind of. It is about. What is it about? It's about. It's about the wealth divide and also, yeah, like you said, how they become intertwined and how they begin to affect each other's lives. Yeah. Um, that's kind of as much as you really need to know going in. Plot wise, that's all you really. So basically, a young a young guy gets a job working as a tutor for a super rich family yes. who live in this magnificent home that was designed and built by uh, by a great architect. Something like Numagard or something like that. Uh, I'll take your word for it. It's I'll, something like I'll that. Run off that, um, and it's then. It's then sort of his way of ingratiating himself within to the into that super rich family, and then also finding ways for his family to become entwined with their and yeah. their fates then become tied More. in. Um, yeah. So basically, that's yeah. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> no, no, this is the thing. Like, there's there's some really really great twist and turns to this film mm-hmm. and it's one of those dramas that like I thought it was going a certain way and I was convinced this is how this film ends Yeah, and then it just goes oh Spanner Meat works and I was like oh okay mm. so that's what this is now yeah um, but that stuff's great to kind of just experience um, mm-hmm. I really really love this like mm-hmm. I thought it was really great I think it's impeccably written yeah 
Um, the performances are great, especially those of the father and the sister. Uh, especially they, their two performances really stood out for me. Mm. Um, there's just been like really great and captivating, and they really kind of understood their character and went, yeah, this is kind of what we are. Sure. Um, I think it's paced magnificently. Yeah. Like because it keeps you on, kind of it keeps you drawn in the whole time. Like I was engaged I wanted to know more and everything but I was like okay I understand why it's done this why it's done that um, and yeah I think it's incredibly well shot as well like I think some of the cinematography in this for something that is so naturalistic let's say yeah. um, you know there's no big it's not like 1917 where you get these huge sweeping shots it's something that is it's set in houses it's, it's insular environments yeah um, to make that really interesting and things like that is great. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's so much we spoke about when you came home today, basically. And I was like, I've seen it. Um, that obviously we can't discuss here because, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. It's one of those films where you will want to speak to people about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the the biggest sort of praise you can give the film is the fact that. It keeps you gripped and it keeps you guessing despite you already having your own theories. Mm -hmm. And you may have formed an idea of what you think is going to happen, but it may well completely wrong-foot you during the course of the film and you love the fact that it does that, I think. And I I do think that in terms of... uh, So, you know, it's it's an international film that is hit really big. Which is great. Mm. And things... So, for example, when The Farewell sort of hit quite well last year, I was really happy for that because... I'm still desperate to see, by the way. um, But that's one of those films that... So it doesn't have... uh, I say it doesn't happen often. It actually happens a fair bit. But it's the one from last year where sometimes when you talk about films on this podcast and I'm like, I've not seen it. Yeah. Every so often there's one that makes me go, I really want to see that. Mm. Um, and the farewell's just been released, just got home release, I believe. Yeah, it's out um, on DVD now. And it's been one of those where I'm like, mm-hmm. I I want to catch up on it because it's one that sounds like it's a really yeah. great piece. And I would say that film, so films like the farewell go a good way to sort of raising the profile of um, foreign language films. And I appreciate the farewell isn't fully foreign language, and yeah. you know that's that that uh, you know that's fine. Um, I would say that what Parasite does is it capitalises on the fact that there are films out there that are maybe even more accessible than Parasite, let's say, Mm -hmm. that boost the profile of international films. Because actually, this is, you know, this is filmmaking at at its finest, I think. I think this is really great filmmaking. And I think for too too long and for too many people, the, the barrier of it being in a foreign language is enough to put you off. Yeah. And it feels grossly unfair because I think this is for I mean for my money it's one of the best films of la of the last year yeah if you know I'd say one of the best films of the last five or six years and I don't understand why people would want to still say oh but it's too much of a this thing like I I'm one of those people who for a long time didn't watch any yeah um and you used to berate, berate me and be like mm. no you and I remember you giving me suggestions being like oh you need to watch this I think you told me to watch Train to Busan at one yeah point and, things like I th- that. and I still I think you would love Train to Busan um and I just never never got around to it um oh. because I I think I always had this thing of just being like there's so many films out there to watch. Mm-hmm. I'll go for the ones that are accessible to me. Yeah. But what the problem is when you do that is you cut out some really, really fine filmmaking. And I think this, like you said, this is one of those. But as I like, I think Snowpiercer is a good film, mm-hmm. but it is dense. I think Snowpiercer isn't really paced the best either. And I think it is misses a couple of opportunities. Mm. This film takes every opportunity it has to work. Did you ever read the Snowpiercer, the graphic novel no. that's based on? Because I'd be interested to see how that's put together. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. So that's from 1980-something, isn't yeah, it? And yeah, yeah. So, in fact, I, I saw the I saw the screen last night with a Q&A with uh, Bong Joon-ho and uh, Song Kang-ho as well, who plays uh, Mr. Kim in this, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Parasite. Who's fantastic. Um, and they were ta- and who's also in Snowpiercer. And, he was, and they were basically saying, 
you know, a lot of people have said, oh, well, the the great thing about this is that it highlights this wealth divide and this wealth gap. Yeah. And it, it plays off that. And he said, well, last night I met Ken Loach at um, the BAFTAs and Ken Loach is someone who for the last 40 years has been making films about that. Yes. This is not a new problem. This is not a new issue. And people will choose to praise this film despite the fact that a lot of my previous work has been about that, including Snowpiercer, mm. which is based on a graphic novel from the 1980s. <laughs> so if if you think this is a, you know, this is me exploring new territory, it really isn't. And this is not film exploring new territory. But what I would say to that is it's film exploring very familiar territory and well, well-worn themes, but in a very bold and exciting and thrilling way and i think i think the best thing that you can say about it is it may be a story that you know relatively well in terms of you know oh okay i get the themes you're trying to you're trying to cover here but this film is just going going and exploring those things in ways that you wouldn't have expected another Mm -hmm. film to do and i think you know for me i think Korean cinema is some of the most exciting cinema out there at the moment. I think there is some really good stuff coming out of Korea and has been for, you know, 20, 25 years plus, you know. But if this film, if watching Parasite and loving Parasite as much as you clearly have as well, if that influences people to start going out and seeking more, you know, foreign language cinema, particularly Korean, but I'll, you know, happily take anything. You know, Pain and Glory came out last year, and I think that's a terrific film. I think that was really good. Mm -hmm. And that to be nominated for Best best Picture in uh, in a Foreign Language or whatever they're calling it this year, um, to be nominated in that and have absolutely zero chance of winning because Parasite's (laughs) also nominated is ridiculous because Pain and Glory is a really terrific film. And in any other year would win that Oscar. Yeah. But Parasite is just, you know, I think it's a phenomenon. I think it is really, really good. That is, so that is out in the US at the moment already. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's been out there for months at this point, but it's just had a uh, re-expansion in the run-up to the Oscars. Uh, It is out in the UK on Friday the 7th. Um, So I would say if your choice is between this and Birds of Prey, you may love Birds yeah, of Prey. It's, it's the thing of, I, I understand that there is that barrier of entry of going, oh, I don't know whether I would enjoy a foreign language film. Hmm. But you get so used to being able to read and enjoy what's on the sure. screen so quickly. Like it's And it's a funny film. That's one thing we haven't mentioned as well. Like There's yeah. a lot of humour in this film as well. Um, but you're missing quite a magical film in a way like it's it's got some really great moments um i just remembered as well the bit that made me really laugh earlier um but i'll have to tell you off that's fine um really did and what i'll say is we'll we'll definitely talk more about this on the oscars podcast because this is a film that's obviously got a lot of traction going in and i think is my favorite for a lot of categories now it's my second favorite for best picture yeah for me and it's my first favorite for best picture but i in my head I know what the logical choice is, it's and Joker. the logical choice will win. Uh, Joker will not win. <laughs> jo- if Joker wins Best Picture, do we just call time on 2020? <laughs> um, right, guys, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be back. I think we'll try and get a, uh, a regular back, news and reviews next weekend on the Sunday yeah. of the Oscars, and then we'll release the Oscars episode probably on the Monday um, as a sort of direct response. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook and iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, not SoundCloud, never SoundCloud, Spotify <laughs> is the one. Uh, all those places, Dinosaur Man on Twitter, we're at Dinosaur Man 15. Maybe during Oscars time, that will be updated. Yeah, we'll we'll live tweet from both of our phones. Yeah, like and you have thing, to guess who's speaking about which one. The thing is, if it just says Uncut <laughs> Gems was robbed, <laughs> you might think it was me. Um, yeah, because the Twitter's it, not been touched for a while. It's it's gone the same way as the Instagram currently. Except, yeah, but there's no plans to delete the Twitter yet. I do need to delete that Instagram. It's just it was a failed experiment. I don't know why I ever thought it was going to take off. It required me to care too much about something that I obviously the thing is, don't the, care. The social about. media platforms are good, but if you want to mm. contact us, we will respond to you. Yeah, definitely. But we're just not good at promoting yeah. ourselves. Why would we be? We hate our work. <laughs> yeah. 
I enjoyed this. And I'm My podcast it. last week, you actually praised, and I refused to take the praise. <laughs> I'm actually quite happy to be back. Like it's and apologies if the audio is a bit weird this week. No, I think it's actually um, going to be fine. I hope so. Like this there were definitely been... some moments where you were spiking, but yeah, don't worry about <laughs> there's, it. There's, well, this is how really we're going to record the Oscars. So I guess this all. I like it. Yeah, um, it's, it's quite nice and relaxed. But yeah, so thank you for bearing with us, obviously during those times. Um, John and Eve did the theme song this week. It was, I mean, uh, what was the theme song for Parasite again? Parasite. There we go. Uh, Andy, you've been the host. Alex, you have also been the host. With the least. <laughs> and until next time. Amount of ambition. <laughs> uh, until next time, guys, uh, just, you know what? Go and see foreign language films. Uh, and also go see Paul Blart Bombcock. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you keep that laughing. <laughs>